Good morning, and welcome to the Donuts and Divorce podcast, where in the early morning hours, fueled with some strong coffee and donuts, we tackle the hard topics about families going through a separation or divorce. I'm Dorothy O'Neill, your host. I'm a partner and founding member of BOK Law and Mediation Services, located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I practice in the field of family law. I also serve as a neutral mediator in divorce and separation cases, and I'm a trained collaborative divorce practitioner, which means I can offer a unique divorce process used to settle cases outside of court, listening to the specific needs of the family. Today's podcast is titled All's Fair in Love and War, which is a title or quote we have all heard, and it certainly can apply to divorce and separation cases. And I actually had to do some research on where this quote originated, and to the best of my ability, it came from a man named John Lilly, who used a similar quote in his 1578 romantic novel, pretty ironic, uh, called Euphuous, which eventually led to the form it is today. So this quote or some version of it has been around for over 400 years and is still widely used today. It's essentially used to describe a situation where people are actually acting unfairly or even possibly cheating to get what they want and then justifying it by saying, well, anything goes in a situation like this. So that coincides nicely with our topic today, which is all about fairness in in a divorce or separation. So admittedly, I had not planned on doing an episode on fairness, but here we are. It's only mid-January when I'm recording this episode, and I'm already going rogue on my pre-planned episodes, which is much like how I handle my New Year's resolutions each year, so I guess at least I'm consistent. But why an episode on fairness? So I was in the shower this weekend, and I know that's kind of a scary thought, but bear with me. I was thinking about topics for the podcast and reviewing old cases and conversations with clients in my head. And just as an aside, the shower for me is kind of like my thinking place. So instead of a a Harry Potter chamber of secrets, it's my chamber of thoughts and my chamber of ideas, I guess. Um, I know I'm getting real and getting raw here, but I sometimes even talk to myself in the shower. I've argued cases in the shower, practicing before a court date. And I've even argued with some opposing counsel in the shower, which I'm sure the next time I see some of them, if if they're listening, they're probably going to tell me to stop that and stop having one-sided conversations with them in my shower. But anyway, so this weekend, I'm in the zone, I'm in my shower, and I'm thinking of old cases. And one particular example came to mind where a client received a decision from a judge and that client said to me, how could he decide it that way? It just doesn't seem fair. And it hit me. Fairness. Fairness or fair is a word I hear nearly daily and I didn't even realize it until up to this point. Nearly every client in every case breathes this word. And they say to me, I just want what's fair, or I think it's only fair if my spouse does X, Y, and Z. There is this preconceived notion of fairness that everyone innately has in them, but what I often see is that preconceived notion doesn't always match or mesh with what the court does in family law cases. Going a step even further, 
the subjective idea of fairness often leads to the subjective idea of accountability. Accountability meaning accepting responsibility or accounting for one's own actions. What I sometimes see in divorce or separation cases is that one person wants the other to be held accountable for what was done during the marriage. But this often becomes the blame game, right? Particularly if one spouse did something during the marriage, such as cheating. And that quest for accountability may create hurdles for settlement in divorce and separation cases. For example, let's say spouse A and spouse B are in the final stages of settlement negotiations for their divorce. But spouse A is just not there, not willing to fully and finally commit to the settlement. It's quite possible that spouse A doesn't feel that spouse B has been held accountable enough. So instead of settling, spouse A may be inadvertently or maybe even purposefully punishing or trying to humiliate spouse B. But the thing is, spouse A may wholeheartedly believe that is fair. So there is a direct connection between fairness and accountability that sometimes you need to take just a little more time to understand and maybe even address in order to get to settlement. To understand fairness a little bit more, I went down this rabbit hole and I looked at the definition of fair and I got pretty frustrated. I looked at Merriam-Webster's definition, which just stated things like marked by impartiality and honesty, conforming with the established rules, not very good or very bad, of average or acceptable quality, sufficient but not ample, adequate. So I thought, hmm, that's not very helpful. So then I turned to Find Law's legal dictionary, and it stated, characterized by honesty and justice, free from self-interest, deception, injustice, or favoritism reasonable, conforming with established laws or standards. And I thought, wow, no wonder everyone's interpretation of fairness is so different in my cases. There's literally no real guidance on what fair means. And maybe that's the answer in and of itself. Maybe fairness is so subjective that it can't actually be succinctly defined. All of this reminded me of Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, kind of diving into this world. And there is a lot of content that flows over to the family law world on her podcast. So in one of her episodes, she was interviewing uh, former President Barack Obama. And I'm certainly not trying to get political in this podcast whatsoever. I'm just pulling out content that I found applicable to the content in this podcast. And what he said in the interview, and I quote, quote, people respond emotionally more than they do analytically, end quote. And he was actually talking about being in the public realm, but it really does apply to family law cases in general here. And Brene Brown even referenced a Maya Angelou quote in response. And that quote was, quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. People will never forget how you made them feel. And there it is. That is how cases are settled. That is how people reach an agreement. And that is why I always tell my clients that delivery is 90%. I'm willing to bet that it matters not so much the exact dollar amount someone gets from a divorce or if one parent is able to pick the kids up on Thanksgiving at, say, 1 o'clock p.m. as opposed to 3 o'clock p.m. What resonates in people is whether their idea of fairness is adequately acknowledged even if ultimately they decide not to choose or force their idea of fairness. They want to be heard. So how is all of this applied in family law cases? First, I would say 
check your fairness. It's perfectly okay to have your own thoughts about what's fair. And it doesn't even matter what those thoughts are. Just dive in a little deeper. Are you holding on to one specific example, one aspect of your marriage that you feel like your spouse needs chastised for? If you erase that last argument, that last incident, would your idea of fairness be different? If you honestly took a look at not only your life post-divorce, but your ex's life post-divorce as well, and understood that both of you need to survive and function, especially if there are kids involved, would your fairness look differently? And on the other side, understand that sometimes you do need to weigh through the emotions and the hurdles. Divorce is different for every family. I, I can't stress this enough. Just because your best friend's cousin's neighbor had a certain outcome for her divorce does not mean that the same will happen for you. People are unique. Relationships are unique. And you need to wade into those difficult waters and address those hard topics to unravel a life that was once won. This is really hard to do. This is really hard stuff. One last thing that I think is worth mentioning. I frequently hear from my clients, from other parties or other counsel during settlement negotiations that, well, if you don't like it, we'll just go to court. Or, okay, let's go in front of the judge and let the judge decide then. I think another common misconception that people make with their decision to go to court is that they truly expect a judge to point the finger at their ex, call him or her a no good you know what, and sympathize with the other person for dealing with that ex for so many years or so many months or whatever it may be. And that's just not going to happen. Judges just don't do that. Remember that accountability is subjective. And I think many people come away from court appearances feeling extremely disappointed that their feelings or ideas of fairness were not addressed by the judge. But the judge isn't there to decide who made the most mistakes in the marriage, particularly in Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania is a no-fault state. So just keep in mind that going to court may not give you the accountability you're searching for. There may not be a family law legal process that actually does. So you really just need to think about what's important for you, for your kids if you have them, and how you can move forward and transition into your new life. To conclude today, I just want you to keep in mind what the word fair can actually stand for. And as I was looking at this word and researching about this word, a very natural acronym emerged. So FAIR, F is for feelings. Those subjective feelings are going to happen. Just recognize them, say what they are, and make note of them. A is for accountability. Is accountability fueling your idea of fairness? Do you need to check it? I is for importance. Focus on what really is important for you to get out of this divorce or separation. Is it financial gain? Is it recognition from your ex? What do you need to hear or see to move forward? R is for response. How will you respond? Will you fight like hell to get your day in court? Your moment to show that you gave everything in the marriage and your spouse gave nothing? Or will you choose to focus on your next steps, your next chess move? All's fair in love and war. Will you choose loving yourself over war? Thank you for listening to the Donuts and Divorce podcast. If you have a question or comment, 
please feel free to email me your feedback at doneal at boklawfirm.com. I do make every attempt to read everything, but I can't necessarily respond directly to you. I may use your questions and comments as inspiration for new shows. Remember that the Donuts and Divorce podcast is intended as a general reference and is considered general advertising. Any listener should check for changes in any applicable laws and should consult with an attorney on any legal issue. No attorney-client relationship is formed by listening or participating in this podcast. The information provided does not constitute legal advice and any thoughts or commentary by the podcasting lawyers is provided as a service to the community and does not constitute solicitation or legal advice. Any information provided is on an as-is basis, and the lawyer and law firm make no warranties and disclaims all liabilities for damages resulting from its use. Nothing provided in the podcast should be considered a substitute for advice of competent legal counsel, and in the event the podcast receives emails about the subject matter, no attorney-client relationship is created via that email communication. Thank you. Thank you.